0: Welcome back to another episode of the Kings Pulse podcast presented by the Kings Herald. My name is Brendan Nunez. We got Bryant West on here, as we usually do. What's going on, Bryant? How you doing, man?
1: What's up, Brendan? The Kings are 4-0 and in the preseason, and everything is looking rosy right now. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, we're recording this right after the conclusion of the Lakers game. Lakers 0-6. Kings are 4-0. I don't know if we're ever <laughs> yeah. going to be able to say Lakers are winless and Kings are undefeated. Um, yeah, maybe maybe early in this season. Who knows how things start for the Kings. But, <laughs> you know, it was a lot of starter minutes tonight. Luke said going in that that was going to be the case. And it really was, like, pretty much until the last two minutes for the Kings.
1: Yeah, well, and, and for the Lakers, too, until they seemingly pulled all of their starters with, like, three minutes to go. And the game totally, like, with winnable. So, like, like I'm just surprised that Frank Vogel didn't do it sooner if he wasn't going to keep his starters out there to try to win the game.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Maybe there's something about uh straining yourself too much with a game on the line sort of thing. <laughs> or yeah. <who> knows? <laughs> or he
1: just wanted to he was just doing Luke Walton a favor and being like, here, you can keep your starters in and let them figure out how to win a basketball game.
0: Right, yeah, or he's trying to save face. You know, they have an excuse now on why they lost.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Um, but You know, the guys that stood out from Sacramento's point of view here. uh, First one I want to talk about for a second is Terrence Davis just had a crazy game in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. He okay, so his field goals, six of 14, and that includes six of 13 from three. Um, (laughs) He got very confident shooting the ball uh, from deep and he knocked down a good percentage. You know, there was one or two where I was like, maybe this is a little much, but he was hitting enough that I became okay with it. Ended up with 20 in the game and kind of changed the tide there.
1: Yeah, thank goodness for Terrence Davis because that fourth quarter was getting pretty ugly uh, until he started bombing away. Um, I pretty much loved so much of what we saw from the three guard lineups today. Um, I kind of wrote about it on Twitter. This was probably the perfect game for the Kings to have at the end of the preseason, as in, like, this was the dress rehearsal. Like you talked about, the, the main guys stayed in all the way to the end. Um, Harrison Barnes got 35 minutes. De'Aaron Fox got 33. Um, So, like, clearly Luke Walton was really using this as uh, a full dress rehearsal. Like, he only played 10 dudes tonight, aside from Shemezivate, who only played one minute. So the lineup got a lot tighter. It clearly meant more in terms of figuring out the rotation. Um, But this was pretty much the perfect game to have that. Because it forced the Kings to confront the natural biggest weakness of their three guard dependent roster construction. Like, is there a team besides the two Los Angeles squads that are more dangerous to a tiny Sacramento squad than the Lakers or the Clippers?
0: Yeah, probably not. And specifically the Lakers.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Lakers just kept going on these runs because they remembered, oh yeah, we're just so much bigger than Sacramento. Like Anthony Davis is playing power forward. LeBron James is getting mashed up against Davion Mitchell. Uh DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard are both, even in their aged years, so much bigger than uh poor Rashawn Holmes. And yet the Kings just kept getting these runs where the three guard lineup just both was the only offense that the Kings had and was clearly their most scrappy lineup um so it, it was a blast to see and all this really did was just convince me Luke Walt needs to just go all in on the guard heavy lineups start start davion mitchell at the small forward from day one what's it matter you're probably going to lose games to teams that go big but uh it may be your best chance at, at winning 500 so but all this game convinced me was that he needs to really go all in
0: And that third guard to me is Mitchell. Like Mitchell was so impactful while he was out there. Yeah, I mean, throughout all of the preseason, he had a couple possessions um, that, you know, I think at one moment and hopefully this doesn't get overused and overstated. It definitely picked up a little bit of uh, (laughs) traction on Twitter, but he had like LeBron kind of passed out of posting Mitchell up. And then when he cut to get the ball back, Mitchell jumped in front of him uh would have got the steal pretty much or was in the process of getting the steal and kind of got ran over in his offensive foul on LeBron. I for a second it was the first possession Mitchell was in there, I think. And it was just like a semi-transition mm-hmm. thing. So I think it, it was it definitely was a mismatch, but I accidentally put my title on Twitter of is Mitchell's primary defensive assignment, LeBron. And that wasn't <laughs> quite what ended up happening. But Mitchell was really good. You know, there was a play. Um I can't remember who it was later in the game. One of the guards, he kind of got faked out on a screen at the top and looked absolutely lost. And then somehow recovered. I want to say it was Westbrook now that I'm thinking of it and knocked it so. off of Westbrook's leg. Um, it's so impactful on defense. And then as we've seen throughout this preseason, I mean, Davion on average, 11 points, 50% from the field, 52% from three on 4.8 attempts a game, by the way, uh, we were kind of questioning a little bit like, okay, what level of three point shooter is he going to be like, I know it's good, but is it like, is it elite or is it you know a little average or what is this going to look like with some of the free throw indicators I thought I saw Mike Schmitz put out <laughs> something of he was never too worried about the free throw indicators because the dude is just built different or something along those lines um and yeah it's showing like I said the defensive impact is definitely there for Mitchell and I was surprised to see his offensive abilities as well
1: yeah Mitchell mitchell's already making Everything that you and I worried about him, um, obsolete. Like, it's just preseason. So I'm not going to go all in on uh, on eating crow just yet. But he's pretty much passed every single test that has been placed in front of him so far. And while he wasn't the primary defender on LeBron James, uh, there were meaningful possessions where LeBron was coming down the court with the ball in his hand and Davion was there to meet him. Um, and, you know, I don't think any of us are going to say Davion Mitchell needs to guard the best two through three at all times. Like, you're not going to, if the Kings and the Lakers played to again tomorrow, Luke Walton's not going to say, hey, Davion, the only dude I want you to worry about right now is LeBron James. Clearly, when the Kings have a mismatch against a, a bigger forward, they're just going to kind of take the team approach. But that team approach is going to be pretty dependent on Davion Mitchell, who just aced all, pretty much all of his defensive assignments in the preseason. So it was great to see he was major impact in this game, 30 minutes, just six, six points doesn't do him justice for how meaningful, how gritty this team got as soon as he came in. Um, and like I said earlier, I know that Luke Walton won't do this. If Luke Walton woke up tomorrow and said, okay, I have to start a three-guard lineup, he would probably pick Buddy Field just because Luke Walton's not a dude who's going to start a rookie over a veteran. Um, it didn't happen last year. It won't happen this year. But Damian Mitchell should be that third guard. I, I'm all in on yeah. that.
0: No, I'm with you. For a minute there, we had a four-guard lineup. And I was like, okay, yeah. holy, hold on. What's going on here? And I just saw a tweet from James Ham that Walton said it was out of necessity after Harkless got a little banged up is what they're oh. going with there. But Barnes was available. Kind of- Barnes ended up coming in for one of those guys. I want to say it was Mitchell a little bit later. Um, well, I
1: think I think when that lineup came in, forgive me if I'm wrong. I think Davis was the only big man on the floor, so it wasn't like the Kings were playing a four guard lineup against oh, yeah. the Lakers towers. But they're still playing a four guard lineup against the Lakers, so it's pretty amusing.
0: Right. Right. And uh, kind of backs up or another thing that was backed up in this game is Alex Lynn got six minutes to Thompson's 19. Um, yeah. There was also some quotes about Holmes kind of needing to get back in shape, not talking down on him or anything, but, you know, I think you could, you could see it a little bit. I mean, it's early in the season and um, yeah, you could definitely see that a little bit with Holmes just feels not quite definitely. fully himself so far.
1: Yeah. I got to I got a DM it. Like, early halftime um, from a a loyal listener of the podcast who was saying, like, should we be worried about Holmes? He hasn't played great in the preseason. And then Holmes just went off. Um, You know, it's matchups like these against really big centers and big power forwards. Holmes is going to struggle. It's been the case ever since he came to Sacramento. But, you know, he's going to be a dude who's always going to make his impact felt uh, given some time on the court. And I thought he played pretty well after a really rough start, um, really brought the Kings back in, I think it was in the second quarter. So he, he played pretty well tonight.
0: Yeah, he did. And, uh, yeah, seems like Len is probably pegged as the third center right now, but I think it'll be matchup dependent probably yeah. uh, this season. And we can probably just get into what the majority of our topic is going to be today because it'll lead us into some of these conversations and we just each picked three things that we are watching for, keeping an eye on, going into the regular season. Now that preseason is wrapped up here, um, do you want to you want to start here with one of yours?
1: Yeah, I'll start with uh, with this first one because we kind of hinted on it. Um, one thing I'm definitely going to be looking for is how does the center rotation uh, get resolved? And I think we're seeing it as the preseason wound down, as you were talking about. Um, Tristan Thompson seems to be the first big off the bench. He had 19 minutes tonight. Um, you know, one thing uh, our buddy Fred Smith mentioned on Twitter is it's kind of odd. Luke Walton talked about before preseason that he did want to try um, some Holmes Tristan Thompson minutes. And boy, this would have been the game to try that lineup. But I don't believe we saw any of that in the preseason. Um, so it seems like. At least for now, Luke Walton isn't going to try any sort of Holmes Tristan Thompson pairing. Uh, but at the same time, like we hinted at at the last pod, Tristan Thompson has deserved and earned whatever minutes he gets early in the season. Um, the key is see how he's playing in a month. See if Len gets you know extended run in a couple of games. But like, Justin Thompson looked great tonight. I thought he had some really good defensive moments against Anthony Davis. Um, I think the Kings rebounded better when he was on the court as opposed to Rishon Holmes. So uh, I don't know. I don't want to take too much from preseason, but it seems like for now, Justin Thompson is the first big off the bench, but something to look forward to as we're going in is does that change?
0: Totally. And I think, you know, when you're against uh Embiid, um, I was going to say Brooke Lopez, but I guess Brooke Lopez is pretty perimeter focused at this point in his career. I'm trying to think of other really big, yeah, Jokic sort of thing. Yeah, then I feel like that's probably where you utilize Len a little bit more. And, yeah, I mean, I think that Thompson has played really well, like you pointed out. And I think that the Holmes not being in great shape thing translated more or showed more on his defense. Um, I I found myself at times being a a little frustrated with his defense or or a little like like, uh, Thompson would have. Been a better situation there, and had myself thinking like I don't know. Like, do you close games with Thompson every once in a while? And I'm like, now this is this is just preseason. I think I'm being a little too much there sometimes.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't want to go all in on um, Rashawn Holmes quite yet. Yeah, I, he, he, we know who he is. We know what he'll be in a couple of games. I I, I cannot bet that two weeks from now we're not praising Rashawn Holmes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that his contract could be one of the best center contracts in the league, actually. (laughs) I
1: know where you're going with this.
0: Where am I going? I don't know where I'm going, to be honest. Oh,
1: no. You know the end of your sentence there. I wonder if they ever looked to trade
0: in the oh God, of no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about <laughs>
1: talk about it in the slack you won't no, talk no, about it no, on
0: the no it was tongue in cheek it was tongue in cheek <laughs> you're funny um all, all right.
1: right,
0: my you ready? yeah, I will stick with or No, we'll see we'll do something that I thought you saw in this game. I'm watching for Darren fox's leadership on defense and at the beginning of this game, there were like three possessions in a row. Russ Westbrook yeah. just attacked him. Two buckets right away, drew a foul on one of them, and like it, it was pretty rough effort from Fox, or maybe not effort, but a combination of that and and positioning and just full engagement, I guess. And, and again, like he's the leader of this team, and I really would like that to show on the defensive end because I really believe Fox can be. A good defender, a good point of attack defender. Like I think he can be a really good point of attack defender. But I feel like I've been saying that for a little while and we haven't quite seen it. Like every once in a while it shows. So, you know, he's he's great on offense. He was amazing in the last lake in this Lakers game that just happened. Thirty-three minutes, twenty-one points, uh, five assists, not great three point percentage, two of eight. Um, but overall, like I mean, it, it was we, we got a little taste and, and ways to remember how impactful Fox can be on offense, but I'd like to see him really take a leadership role and try to spread some infectious energy on the defensive end of the year. That's regular season.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think those first couple of minutes were just a disaster for Fox, but uh, I think he calmed down after that. He really didn't shoot well in this game or in preseason whatsoever, but I am much more worried about his uh, on ball defense than his team defense, strangely, because I feel like the number of times where suddenly Anthony Davis is rolling to the basket and De'Aaron Fox was the one going up to try to block him, it, I, it, I feel like I saw that like multiple times tonight. Um, but Russell Westbrook should not be able to just blow De'Aaron Fox out of the water time and time again. And that certainly happened early in this game. Um, but like you said, Fox had a pretty good game by the end of it. His offense was definitely needed in the third quarter. So it there's some part of me that just keeps saying this is preseason. And if there is one dude that I don't need to overly um, analyze in the preseason on this Kings team, it's Darren Fox. But I agree with you. I would have liked to have seen more defensive strength out of the gate.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of it for me is – kind of what we saw last year but i think that literally every single player on the roster was guilty of that last year so it's hard to look at fox specifically yeah. but yeah like i said i mean well, he feels like the leader of this team so it's like you yeah. know pick it up there and, and your guys will follow i'd like to think when,
1: when you're talking about the max player you need to expect them to play defense yeah especially on a team that's not necessarily constructed to handle uh no defense from their star player
0: totally What's another thing you're looking for in regular season this year?
1: I'm looking to see how um, Tyrese Halliburton improves with the ball in his hand. Um, and I thought tonight was definitely his worst playoff game. Um, I mean, no, playoff game, getting ahead of myself, preseason game. <laughs> um, eight points, six rebounds, three assists in 23 minutes is pretty nice, but also had four turnovers. Um, It's interesting, you know, we've talked all the way back to before he was in the draft about he's the king of the uh, jump pass, and he's the only one who can get away with it. Well, he didn't get away with it tonight. Um, Russell Westbrook picked him off like two, three times. Um, I thought he was forcing it a bit too much tonight. So I I really want to see how he settles into his starter role. And and as this team figures out what they are on offense, it's really going to Come down to how much of a factor is Tyrese going to be with the ball in his hands? Because it, as the Kings start relying more on Rashawn Holmes and Davion Mitchell, like this team needs a second scorer to go with Deion Fox. And that was always in the strength of Buddy Heald. And if Tyrese Halliburton is going to be the starting shooting guard and presumably replace Buddy Heald in some clutch situations, He needs to figure out more avenues to score with the ball in his hands instead of just being a guy who relies always on craft, relies always on being the, on getting more open shots than his talent probably deserves. So, um, I need to see him improve his handling. I need to see him figure out how to put the ball on the deck more. But you know, he's a second-year player. I, I trust him to figure it out. There's nobody on this team that I believe will more take advantage of his skill set and optimize everything that he can do on the basketball court than Tyrese Halliburton. But if the Kings are going to be a playoff hopeful this year, it they really need Tyrese Halliburton to take the next step.
0: Absolutely and, and you pointed out all the reasons you laid him out there very well of all the reasons that would benefit Sacramento's roster. And I think that even outside of that, I'm just kind of like looking for like, what is the ceiling of Halliburton? I think this is a really big year for him and something we've talked about a lot. Um, You know, he's going to be on scouting reports now. I I think that he's going to see some different things and teams are going to be able to figure out what bothers him. And it's going to be interesting to me to see how he adapts to teams really keying in on him. So I'm totally with you. Definitely something that I'm really watching for here and would have been number one on my list. If I was, if I wasn't making sure we didn't overlap here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i stole all of yours before you even <laughs> wrote them down you can admit it
0: no, only two only two
1: oh, okay another all right, one do you want to give your number two yes it has
0: to do with the three guard lineup but i think the aspect of it that i'm interested in here or, or keeping a close eye on is which of the guards is playing up a position on defense and it seems like the answer is pretty much buddy Hield or Davion Mitchell. And, but if they're both out there, which one is it? Like I get buddies bigger and a little stronger. I mean, it's all going to be kind of matchup dependent. I don't think it can ever be Fox or Halliburton. It kind of has to be Davion, um, Terrence Davis or Buddy. But I think that, yeah, when there are three of them out there, it's something I'm, I'm definitely keeping an eye on and seeing how each one of them do against bigger guys.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you. This is basically my third point as well. Luke Walton is going to try every conceivable combination of his guards, but it's going to be really key for him to figure out which ones are his best. Um, and right now I'm going to go all in on the Fox, Halliburton, um, Davion Mitchell lineup with, like you talked about, Mitchell guarding up. Um, but I also didn't think Buddy Hill guarding up this game was all that bad, as we've talked about. Buddy Heald's biggest flaws on defense aren't so much his one-on-one, but once the ball is not in the dude, he's trying to cover his his team defense, his his defensive awareness. Um, so I, I agree with you that the two dudes I would want to see Walton use primarily to guard up are Davion and Heald and Terrence Davis, obviously. I think Terrence Davis is a pretty dang good guard defender. But To me, Luke Walton has to quickly figure out which three-guard lineups work, which ones don't. Um, And, you know, I'm sitting here wanting them to start Fox, Halliburton, and Mitchell. Half of that's kind of just because I would love to see Buddy Heald and Terrence Davis just go full bombs out (laughs) in the second unit. Have you ever – we talked about it more on Twitter today. Have you ever seen a dude – with uh, Buddy Heald's green light. And he just handed it over to Terrence Davis tonight.
0: And it was really funny because I think that the first two times he touched the ball after coming in the game, he put it up instantly.
1: Buddy, it was so funny. It's clearly what they want from him this year. It's clearly how they're going to sell him on coming off the bench. You can just do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to also be curious when it comes to three-guard lineups, like, that I've been monitoring so far and going to throughout the regular season of how does it work when one of Fox or Halliburton isn't out there? I'm pretty Mm -hmm. skeptical of those, but there was a stretch tonight. It worked. Okay. Um, I just don't know that you have enough playmaking out there when, when neither of those two are on the floor. So something I'm going to be keeping tabs on.
1: Yeah. Davion is going to have to take a bigger, uh, uh, playmaking role in that situation. But, uh, I don't know. Have you been pretty impressed with Davion's uh, passing so far in preseason? Because I have.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been good. I mean, I think yeah, he's a good passer. I don't think that Are I want you? him like initiating the offense a handful of times each game, but he can yeah. every once in a while.
1: He can whenever there isn't one of Deion Fox or Tyrese Halliburton. He, he's your
0: point. best option after them for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no more point money, please.
0: Oh God, no. Yeah, no. I'm totally with you there. So then, the last point I have is just any growth for marvin bagley like is there anything new this has to be the last year that you like hold on to it right i mean he's going into what would be restricted free agency i believe yeah so i mean this is the last year it's like all right is bagley gonna show something so and and, yeah again this is just kind of like you know what am i going to be keeping tabs on what are we going to be keeping tabs on and keeping an eye out for as the regular season comes around but yeah, didn't see much in preseason, but it was only two games. Um, again, as we always have to put this asterisk at this time of year—just preseason—but need to see some sort of new development from Bagley. We saw the three-point yeah. shot last year, which was promising, but it needs—we need more.
1: Yeah, and unfortunately, he didn't play tonight because of knee soreness. Um, hoping that doesn't roll over into the regular season, but I'm not holding out hope that Marvin Bagley does anything meaningful for this team but uh anybody who I, I've seen a lot of people say he's the King's X Factor and I think that's too easy an answer. But at the same time, it's the absolute truth. If Marvin Magley doesn't give this Kings team anything, it's kind of just as expected. But you know, if he figures out to become a meaningful player in one more aspect, like you talked about, grows, adds one more tool like he did last year with his three point shooting, this team really needs it. I'm just not going to be holding that hope for it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, maybe I'm being a little harsh. I feel like I've said this a few times. Like if, if you're putting Bagley out there and and he's hurting you regularly, I mean, he's a negative. Most times he's on the floor. Like, I don't know. I would really consider really, really bumping down those minutes. So need to see a lot of growth. If it's like, I mean, it's a lot better to have either one of, um, Holmes, I'm sorry, not Holmes, Barnes or Harkless out there compared to Bagley yeah. at this point. So,
1: Or even Tristan Thompson, although like we yeah. talked about, we didn't see any Thompson at four minutes in the preseason. So, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Do you have any other notes before we just kind of move on to our overtime segment here?
1: Um, I don't think so. That was preseason has been pretty fun. Um, yeah. I kind of talked about this on Twitter I'm I'm more optimistic than I was at the beginning of preseason. But again, I mean, it. I don't want to go overboard. It's preseason. And and if our buddy Tim was sitting here, he'd be like, "Well, actually, if you looked at the Kings last year, they played very well in the preseason, and what did that get them?" Um. And and sarcastic voice aside, Tim, you're absolutely correct. But I can't look at anything that the Kings did in the preseason and be overly upset about it everything either went as expected for me or made me more optimistic like Davion Mitchell is quickly cracking all of the reservations I have about him um I'm, I'm all in on the Kings making the three guard lineup their weapon to try to keep them in uh the playing contention yeah. um De'Aaron Fox hasn't been great but I can wipe that one off his preseason so Everything is either as expected or I'm, I'm more optimistic than I was a week, two weeks ago. You
0: know, my, my one thing that I've found to be really funny and, and only recognize this trend today that I'm kind of like overreacting at times that I have such a sensitivity to shitty defensive possessions after <laughs> what, what happened last year. Like at the beginning of this Lakers game, I was so close to like yeah messaging some of the guys and being like oh god here we go again this is going to be horrible and i was like all right let me let me just calm down real quick like i think i'm probably just a little oversensitive after what we saw last year cuz they pick it up they've had good stretches um you know yeah. i think harkless was saying their their goal is top 15 which i i like that it's reasonable somewhat um i mean i, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't exactly think it's reasonable no oh, yeah it's probably reasonable. not but uh,
1: <laughs> top 20 is reasonable yeah but yeah i i agree with you go back and light the first five minutes of this game on fire yeah but after that their defense was pretty okay for them playing the biggest team in the league
0: totally and last thing before we move on to the overtime i just want to say congrats to morgan getting the spot oh, on absolutely. nbc sports uh yeah gonna be part of, out of the analyst desk is my understanding and she has yeah been on the pod i'm sure everybody listening knows do some and. Mo and- yeah, just big congrats to Morgan Reagan for landing that job. Well deserved.
1: Absolutely well deserved. I'm glad that her voice is going to be uh, heard more in Kings Media. She absolutely deserves every opportunity she gets, and I know she'll take advantage of it.
0: Absolutely. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends nine nineteen. No refunds. Subscription auto-renews.
1: 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2. Now streaming only on Hulu. Look at us. All together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots! 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 Now streaming. We He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Woo!
0: Back on vacation. This place is nice.
1: It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Does that. vacation friends too rated R.
0: Now streaming only on Hulu. And you came up with the overtime segment today. And let me tell you, I, I don't think our listeners that are Giants fans are gonna be very happy with you
1: for this one. <laughs> I'm 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 so upset because I was I am the most fair weather Giants fan ever. <laughs> I know. Um and I was so into games two, three, and four watched pretty much all of them, and it only took a Kings-Likers preseason for me to be like, yeah, maybe I'll keep checking the Giants score on my phone. Um, so any Giants fan that's uh, super disappointed today, I'm very sorry for you. Uh, I have a whole bunch of Dodgers fans in my uh, texts making fun of me right now. Oh, no. So I feel your pain. Um, but the overtime question, which I totally came up with before the Giants lost, if you had five championships that you could give out
0: to... We're doing three, oh, it, I think. Okay. I cannot it come up eight. with five. I'm not going to lie.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. If you had three championships to give out to you amongst your favorite teams across your entire life, what would they be? And, and you forced the stipulation into this that we can only give the Kings one.
0: If, if you want to.
1: No, it, it, it makes sense because otherwise it's, yeah, no, it's Sacramento. No, I'm uh, saying you don't have to give them one, you know. Repeat, repeat. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to give the Sacramento Kings a, a championship. Thank you.
0: Obviously I am too. Yeah, that, that one's going to yeah. get checked off. It would be so much fun to, yeah, experience the city and, oh, go to the parade, get to cover the team. It'd be a blast.
1: Yeah. just Just imagine this fan base. If the Sacramento Kings are good, let alone win a championship. There's nothing but They wouldn't more know how to fandom. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I don't. imagine I'm like it. I don't know what that looks like. Well, everybody jokes on Twitter that we'll just be way more Kings. Twitter will be way more insufferable <laughs> if we ever win it. If we are ever good, just imagine us if we're like a title contender. Oh god, everybody's gonna hate us. Yeah, um, I imagine you and I also have oh. one title for the same team. Because we, we both yes. have our favorite NFL team.
0: Yes. And you know what's really funny is that um, I, I found so much enjoyment watching the Niners the last uh, couple years. Ever since I really got into covering basketball, because basketball used to be, like, so emotionally investing for me, right? Just mm-hmm. following the team and, and, like, experiencing the ups and downs emotionally. And then when I started to kind of analyze it, at one point I r- realized that I didn't get that anymore. Um, kind of the same, quite feelings, and it, they all just it, it made me fully buy into the Niners because I'm like this is where I can just relax and enjoy myself mm-hmm. and not need to sit and analyze it. So absolutely, I pick the Niners.
1: Absolutely, I would. Uh, the Niners won a title in my lifetime, but I was not uh, conscious for that. So I would love to see it, especially after um, cheering for them in both of the Super Bowl losses in the last. Uh, Ten years. So, is,
0: is it with Trey Lance or Jimmy though? I guess it's an easy answer. Oh, it's right? with Trey Lance. Yeah. It's Trey Lance. Yeah.
1: It, <laughs> hot take. I, yeah. I would have <laughs> traded Jimmy Garoppolo this summer. Just gone all in on Trey. It, it's time. We're not going to be that great this year. Um, I thought they could fringe contend for a playoff spot. Oh, I think goodness. it's probably still possible, but all these injuries aren't making it easy.
0: Yeah, one day, one year, they won't have all these injuries. So, this is yeah. where we're probably going to be different. Um, yes,
1: definitely going to be different.
0: Yeah, this is where the, people are not going to be happy with me.
1: <laughs> no, they're <laughs> not going to be happy with me either. Because I, I would completely understand anybody being like, hey, you said you were a Giants fan. Why don't you give the Giants the title? Because uh, I saw three of them in my lifetime. And I, first and foremost, I, I love my Sacramento Kings. But if I could give any basketball team a title, it would be my St. Mary's Kales. Oh, wow. Yeah. The sheer absurdity of my tiny college, which has been like basketball relevant since I got there, it it was very nice. I I attended St. Mary's not thinking that I was going to a school that would mean much for college basketball. And as soon as I got there, they were, like, really, actually oh, pretty good. But, you know, they, they've made the Sweet 16 pretty once in my life. Uh, so they're not Gonzaga. I would die to see St. Mary's win an NCAA championship.
0: Yeah. Um, wow. Your answer's a lot safer than I know that's not going to be your
1: answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, people are going to hate me here, but...
1: Fine.
0: I where am I going, right? Where am I going? I know, got, where, I going, I know where you're
1: going. I, I
0: Okay, so hear me out. I have a way to pitch the Celtics to Kings fans here.
1: Oh, so, I thought you were going Warriors and we were about to have a fight. No, no, no.
0: That was no. <laughs> okay. It's that my way to pitch this is that the Lakers don't get to sit here and be like, Oh, we have the most championships in the league. side tied with the Celtics. It's like the old
1: I, I I'm trying
0: <laughs> to think of a way to pitch this to Kings fans. But that's the only, like, I only watch football and basketball. So I had to pick a different basketball team. And, yeah, I mean, 08 was the first year, like, I started watching. So I can't say that I appreciated it as much as I probably would like to. So, yeah, that's that's the other way I went. I mean, it really is just the Kings and the Niners. And I had to pick another one. And I always had a attachment to the Celtics. So sorry to everybody yeah. here. But you, at least you can, like, The Lakers don't get the argument of, oh, we have tied for the most championships in the NBA now. You know, that's how I'm pitching this.
1: No, people are the whole point of this exercise is you're allowed to pick your favorite teams, even if it's not the most popular answer. Um, My only problem with the Celtics winning a title is then I really have to face the fact that I had Dennis Smith Jr. over Jason Tatum. I, I think never, we've made you I face
0: don't. that enough right yeah, yeah. <laughs> at some I, point I, we'll let you move on
1: i honestly think that aside from me seeing steph curry's final collegiate game and say "Eh, i don't think he's going to be a top 15 starter i don't think i've ever been more wrong on a prospect than i was with <laughs> jason tatum hmm
0: yeah, interesting. I thought you were going to say more oh. wrong than Dennis Smith Jr. So you were you were high on oh, yeah. on Dennis Smith, and you were also low on Tatum.
1: Yes. Well, I, I had Tatum sit, so it's not like I said he wasn't a lottery pick or something. But uh, I just looked at Jason Tatum, and I said he's going to be an efficient uh, number two option, and uh, he's very much not that. Oh, God. I love Jason Tatum. All right, I'm going to put it on you. Who have you been most wrong on since you started doing draft coverage meaningfully?
0: Um, okay, well, now I have to go look. I mean, I only have about two drafts here.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Hold on, you're a
1: spring chicken, you don't have these embarrassments on your record. I know,
0: I know. Um, I mean, I don't think it's an outlier, but like, I absolutely fell in love with Markel Folds. I mean, that, Uh, that doesn't really count.
1: Everybody did, yeah,
0: no. Um, let's see, I'm just kind of looking through a little bit here. Um, it had to be years when the Celtics had a high draft pick. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Josh Jackson. I was in love with Josh oh, Jackson.
1: So was I. I, I mean, he's yeah, he is flags. our type of
0: guy. That makes sense.
1: Yes, he very much is. I thought he was going to be what Tyreek Evans kind of flashed. He was going to be, um, mm. but I did not take. You know, Josh Jackson is the best example of. If you just watch a dude and you just check his synergy numbers and you don't seriously consider uh, the the personal side of things, Mm. then you're going to be wrong on quite a bit. And uh, Josh Jackson is an idiot. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I think those are both forgivable ones. I'm, I'm waiting in a couple of years. Um, man, who could you be super wrong about? Yeah, i um, Hold on, yeah, I got it's, it. It's really sad that it may be Prince uh, and Coon because then we're both going to be way wrong.
0: No, no, no. I'm confident on this one. I wonder if... Hmm. I could be wrong about Neesmith. Like I really, really did not like Neesmith.
1: Oh, that's true. Uh, I yeah, was... Is Nees Smith suddenly gonna become an all-star? No. You're not you're not gonna have until somebody's pointing and laughing at you with you had Dennis Smith Jr. over De'Aaron Fox and Jason Tatum.
0: You know who you, it you really could be. Who was my guy? Know. Last draft? Franz.
1: <laughs> it absolutely could be. Like I bought into
0: Franz so hard.
1: Oh, that's true.
0: Yeah, it could be. God, I still I believe. I matter. still absolutely believe, but like,
1: I could see it. Can I? I, I want to. I know that uh, talking on a podcast about uh, an individual's fantasy league is is very boring for some fans. <laughs> but we should point out that uh, we just ran our dynasty basketball draft, in which our buddy Will Griffith the. Kings don't need to take a, go- a wing or a guard here, took Franz Wagner, <laughs> who we absolutely despised, and Moses Moody, while I got Alprin Sengun, yeah, so,
0: And by the way, you, you very much were like, all right, now I got to go trade for Moody. Like, let's not leave this <laughs> yes, out. You were like, I, I have to that. go get this guy.
1: I did. I, when my Moses Moody jersey gets here, I want him on my fantasy team. Thanks. Wow.
0: I actually believe that you have that ordered. Oh yeah, dude, you really do.
1: Yeah, oh, very much. Like, I, I, I collect jerseys of of my favorite uh, draft prospects. Uh-huh. My Macau Bridges, uh, uh, beautiful Suns, oh, yeah. the Valley jersey is one of my prized possessions.
0: Do you have like any jerseys of guys that just ended up not being good, or like?
1: Uh, JJJ needs to get it get his act together.
0: Mm, yeah, he really does, actually.
1: He really needs to get his acting up. Yeah. Um, my Willie Collie Steiner is buried in my closet somewhere. <laughs> it's a good thing you weren't here for that draft because I was all in on Willie. Yeah. No, I probably could it. have talked myself into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. You would have loved Willie Collie Stein, the prospect. Richard would have hated him.
0: Probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let us know on Twitter or in the Kings Herald post of this episode what other things that you are watching for as we head into the regular season, what you're keeping an eye on and keeping tabs on as we get the season kicked off here. Let us know your thoughts on preseason, any sort of things like that, whatever random jerseys you have or whatever else we talk about, championships that you would give out.
1: Your three championships, if you had three in your lifetime, you could add to your favorite teams, who would you give them to?
0: And if you pick the Kings three times, we're deleting your comment.
1: Yeah. Well, that's just the obvious <laughs> answer, so don't give them that one.
0: It's true. It's true.
1: Yeah, just pick this up.
0: Just buy it. Buy it. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry to all the Giants be... fans.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm glad I didn't watch that game. But yeah. I seriously, let's see, how many texts did I get during this podcast? I got eight eight from Dodger fans that I knew in no. college making fun of me. Oh no. And I and I and I'm gonna reply to them with, hey, I didn't watch that game. I just watched my Kings bitch slap your Lakers. <laughs> You're like, yeah, how's it feel to not get a win in preseason? Take that. Yeah, talk oh shit. Uh, you know, you got to talk shit with the uh, uh, Los Angeles Faithfuls when you have the opportunity.
0: Absolutely, you do. Absolutely, I think the King's Herald post for the game today was, "It doesn't matter. It's preseason. Beat L.A. was the title." Um, absolutely, absolutely agree. And there's going to be a lot of work going up at the King's Herald throughout these couple of days before the regular season kicks off, and of course. Take a look at the Patreon there to support local independent Kings coverage. Take a look at all the other podcasts on blue wire and be sure to check us out on Twitter and let us know if there's any topics that you want to hear from us in these next couple of days. And if you enjoyed this episode of the King Pulse podcast, please subscribe and review and you'll hear from us later.